0: Hey, welcome to the Endpoint Zone with Brad Anderson. This is episode 1710, and it has been a huge uh, month for us with a lot of releases, thanks to Microsoft Ignite. Brad, it has been just incredible. Like historic. Yeah. I mean, um,
1: I don't know that I can remember so much new capability coming out, so many new announcements, and and I think more than anything, some of the announcements we made at Ignite just unlocked a lot of our places that people wanted to go to. You know, we're going to talk about co-management stuff, but literally I think what we came out with and talked with us was the pieces that people were waiting for that really enables them to move forward in these concepts of modern management from the cloud. So it, it was really just an, an unbelievably remarkable
0: 30, 60 days. I, I got to you, I'm still recovering. I'm still, I'm still tired. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty hot down in, uh, in Florida for, uh, for Ignite. Um, what would you say was the highlights? What were the things that we were kind of really landing there and that customers were really interested in? Yeah, I'm sure I've
1: got some views as to you. You know, For me, the highlight of the event really was kind of the coming out of Microsoft 365. The, the thing that I heard from every individual that I spoke with was, well, what Microsoft has put together with Microsoft 65 is really unbelievable. And, and I think what, what, what you know, so people see how, how we're talking about it, they see the scenarios, what they probably don't understand is just how much Microsoft 365 has changed Microsoft. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just not a, a product package where you put some duct tape around some things and say, hey, we're gonna go sell this as a bundle. You know, Microsoft 365, we literally treat it as a product. It's changed how we build, how we define, how we deliver product. We actually treat it as a product. You know, so we have these stories that go across the four pillars of Microsoft 365. So stories are around creativity, teamwork, simplicity for IT and for end users, and security. There are dozens of end-to-end stories that are being worked across Windows, and Office, and the Enterprise Mobility, Security, and Configuration Manager teams. and We're delivering these integrated scenarios that are just really, really unbelievable. I think we're going to look in the future, we'll be looking back say two or three years from now, and in the same way that Microsoft Office fundamentally changed what the definition of the productivity suite was, Microsoft 365 fundamentally changed what the definition of a modern workplace is. Mm-hmm. And we'll get out two or three years from now, I'll look back and say that's when the whole
0: concept changed. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, my highlight from the whole event was probably the way that the conversations have changed with the customers mm-hmm. that we've been talking to. I think I must have spent time with, well, literally hundreds, maybe even thousands of customers, as did the kind of 60-some program managers from our team that were actually down there to, to meet with people. And that was just from Intune. We also had the Azure AD team down there the uh, Azure Information Protection Team, as well as, well, literally every product team, frankly. Yeah, yeah. But with all those customers that we met with, that conversation had changed from, why should I be using Microsoft 365, or EMS, or Windows, or any of the components, to how do I actually implement this? But not or only that- Or I'm implementing it. They were implementing it. And I want some additional yeah. details here from you. Yeah, they were part way through the process, and they just wanted those extra things to just, maybe help them get through that last 10%. I mean, I
1: can even put some numbers to that. You know, I, I tweeted out back in June that we saw 2 million devices, new devices come under management. July was a million, August was a million. And so we're literally just seeing these, these, these services scale at incredible usage. And in fact, you, know, you take a look at Azure Active Directory, you know, just about every second there's a new identity coming under management. Oh, so yeah. the scale and the usage of, of EMS has just been off the chart. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say is the, the bridge that's really kind of helping yeah. to get everybody there. Well, that, I think was kind of the second big piece for me about Ignite. You know, first of all, we celebrated this incredible milestone mm-hmm. of Config Manager. First of all, it's the 25th anniversary and birthday. It's just amazing. <laughs> 25 years. <Yeah. laughs> you know, I so I reflect back and go, I've been here for 15 years of that. For the first 10 years of SMS, I competed against it, mm-hmm. but you know, 25 years. But more importantly, there's now over 100 million monthly active devices reporting back to Config Manager current branch. You know, we're a little bit past 50 of the, percent of the base being upgraded and we're still adding a million devices every week. But you know, if you think about it for a minute and you ask yourself the question, what services are there globally that have more than 100 million active users, monthly active users, or monthly active devices? I can think of three, yeah. Exchange Online, mm-hmm. Azure Active Directory, and Config Manager. Yep. Those are the only three that I'm aware of that have that kind of scale usage in the enterprise. And so, it just is an unbelievable testament to the, kind of the staying power. We talked about the evolution of Config Manager and its architecture and that next evolution is just moving into the Cloud. And that was actually one of the most significant announcements for me at Ignite was co-management. Yeah. Um, and it was just remarkable to see customers go, oh my gosh, you guys have unlocked how you're going to help me move to the Cloud and move to these principles of modern management. So, at a high level, kind of put the pieces together for everybody. Until the Fall Creators Edition that just released was released, If you were AD joined, you could not use the MDM layer on an AD joined device. And so, what we did with the Fall Creators Edition is we unlocked that, and now an AD device can now also be AAD joined, but more importantly, MDM managed. So, what we've now built between Config Manager and Intune is this bridge that we we refer to again as co-management, where Intune and Config Manager at the same time can manage the the same device.
0: Fantastic.
1: Okay. Now, that's good, but it gets a lot better. (laughs) What we what we've learned over the last year, as organizations have tried to move these modern management principles from the cloud, is you, you just don't come in one morning and say, "Hey, I was AD Config Manager Group Policy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm going to be AAD Intune." It's too hard. It's too risky. Organizations cannot make that change. And so, what we built here was this concept of being able to move a workload at a time. Because what we wanted to do was enable IT to continue to use what they're using today, mm-hmm. and then step by step, in a non intrusive, non risk or low risk way move to the Cloud. And so, if we actually bring this up here, kind of give you an idea of what it looks like. And so, here one of the concepts of co-management is you've got a device now, and that device is being managed by AD Config Manager Group Policy and also by AAD and Intune. And Now, what that allows us to do is, we literally can go and start to move a workload at a time. So, you may start, for example, and move your device compliance from Config Manager to Intune, and then next month, you might move patching. You know, and then, you, maybe the month after that, you do software distribution, but you can now move workload at a time from on-prem up into the Cloud. And For some organizations, they may be in this co-management you know, c- c- um, configuration for, for months or even years. But this is unique to Config Manager and Intune. Okay, let me give you an idea of what the administrative console looks like, and that kind of gives us yeah. a, a chance to talk to some of the pieces how it works. So here you're looking at the, at the configuration manager administrative console. And inside here you can see that we've exposed three workloads. And so this right here was released in the, in the, um, uh, the build of config manager 1709. It'll be GA in 1710. And you can see here we're starting with three different workloads the compliance policies, the access policies, and patching. Literally, what you can come now do is you can come, you can slide these bars. And So for example, if I slide this bar here on compliance over here to um, you know, Config Manager and Intune, this allows me to pilot a number of the devices. Okay, Maybe a better example is, let's go move, for example, the, uh, the access policy as well as the update policy. What I just did, that moving in that slider bar, actually moves the authoritative source for those objects and those attributes from Config Manager to Intune. It literally moves who can write to those attributes and set that policy that is unique to Config Manager and Intune. And why that is important is because we actually move the authoritative source. You don't have to worry about conflicts or what is the resultant set of policies because we literally have moved who the authoritative source is. In this case, we're saying it is now Intune that is setting the policies for patching and update. It's Intune that is setting the policies for access policies. That's unique to Intune and Config Manager because the two are in constant communication because it's the same team that builds it. Yeah,
0: and. It gets you into that final state of being a, um, a modern managed device so much more easily than Correct. any other way of doing it.
1: You know, I, I had a chance to talk to a number of customers at Ignite who had tried to move to modern management, and they, they couldn't get there. It was too hard. It was too difficult. And they both said, you know, hey, this concept of co-management where Intune and Config Manager, not only are coexisting, but they're cooperating, and they're, and they're, and they're cooperating in how they do it. That now is going to unlock us to move to modern management principles from the cloud because I can do a step at a time. And that's the core of this. This is going to accelerate the move from Config Manager up into modern management with AAD and with Intune, because we can now allow you to do it step by step, you know, piece by piece in a way that's just
0: much more lower risk. Yeah, it, it is a fantastic thing. And every customer that I spoke to at Ignite was also just incredibly enthused about the fact that we've made this so much more easy to actually think about being able to do a deployment in the way that most IT people do think about yeah. doing a deployment. They're risk averse. They don't want to do it. We hate the big one bang. One time. Absolutely. Right? We
1: want to go step by step. Yeah. You know, I guess I want to reinforce, you know, I, I've seen some of the EMM competitors blogging about the fact they can do all this co-management. They can't do what we just showed you here. This Config Manager into an interoperating and, and actually moving the authoritative source, that's unique to what yeah. Microsoft can deliver. And, yeah, and, and let's, be, let's be really clear about this. The bulk of the world starts from a place where they're using Config Manager to manage their PCs. I mean, Absolutely. it's, it's, the, it's the, the tool of choice. Yeah. As they upgrade to these modern management
0: principles, people are going to want to use Microsoft 365 to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got some amazing things that we announced at Ignite for um, our coverage of Windows and how we can make the Windows um, world so much better for administrators. We also had some unique announcements around things weren't- Uh, Other devices, yeah. yeah. We actually have a new endpoint on the show
1: here that we've never had before. Um, We we made a huge announcement, I think, that that, um, actually it, it got a even more uh, interest than I thought it. I knew I knew there'd be interest, mm-hmm. but I was really surprised at how much interest. And so what we announced is the partnership with JaMP to basically take their Mac management capabilities and have them integrate into our device compliance, and then EMS takes that device compliance data and is able to apply conditional access policy. So maybe let me kind of set it up a little bit before we show the demo. When, or, when an organization goes and turns on conditional access, they want to turn that conditional access on for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so you want to have a conditional access that's really kind of, as, as, as the world moves from this world of perimeter based security, to identity-based security, the concept of conditional access is core and foundational. To, and to be honest, I think this is the secret sauce and the most interesting thing that we've built inside of EMS. And so when you turn on conditional access policy, you want those conditional access policies on identity, device, app, location, all that to be applied across all your devices. And that was at the root of what we wanted to do here with JAMP. So at Microsoft, we'll continue to integrate with the MDM layer on Mac OS and, you know, and if that's what you need, fantastic, you'll have a solution from Microsoft. But a lot of organizations either need or already have deployed the Jamf solution. You know, every customer I think that I've met with in the last year, as I've asked them what they do for their Mac management, says, we use Jamf. We use Jamf, yeah. use you know, it, And, and it, it is the preferred solution for managing Macs. And so, conceptually what's happening now is you can go set a, go set a compliance policy for conditional access inside of Intune. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is Jamf is feeding us in an inventory on a regular basis. And then we take that from an Intune perspective. We take a look at that, see if it meets the, the conditional access policy. Then Intune writes into AAD, you know the device is managed, it's compliant. And then all the conditional access policies can apply to a Mac, just like it does to iOS, to Android, to Windows, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: Excellent, so it's just the same as uh, iOS and Android. They can be, is managed and is compliant inside of uh, Azure AD in order to give us the detail that we need to allow them or block them through the That's rules right. and also, I guess, to help them remediate. So let's actually show you how it looks like. So here you're looking at the uh, th- this is the Intune console,
1: and you can take a look here. You know I, what I want to show you here is you can see here that the device is managed and it shows which device is actually feeding in the inventory. Here is it Jamf? Is it MDM? That's Intune? Is it Config Manager? It's all in one place, mm-hmm. and you can see here things like you know what's the operating system. You can take a look at what's the version of the operating system. You go all the way over to the right-hand side. When was the last time we got that inventory scan in? And you can come and look here, for example, if I'm sitting here looking at Myrtle's MacBook Pro, it tells you that the device is non-compliant. If I actually were to click into that, it would tell me why it's not compliant, okay? Cool. But I'll actually show you what it looks like from the end user perspective. Um, actually, before I do that, let's actually go show you what the administrative uh, experience looks like. So now again, you're looking at the Azure console here, and you're showing the Intune pieces. And you can see here that this is where I'm going and setting my device compliance policy that's going to be used for conditional access things around password, simple password, minimum length, all the things that you know, people do, that can be set. And then what happens is Jamf is, re- is, is, is setting us in configuration information and inventory co- you know, constantly. And if we see that the device is non-compliant, then we block, but our job is not to block, our job is to, to make sure that the users get access, but do it in a secure way. Absolutely. So, let's see what it looks like. So, let's come down here, let's click, we're going to click here on Outlook. And you know, you're going to see here, as I click on, on the Outlook application, you see, your conditional access comes up and says, you know what, hey, your device is not going to be allowed to access the company data because it's, it, it's not compliant with our policy. And so, what I'm able to do here is I'm able to actually go and understand why. And so, if I come and click on this right here that says, you know, hey, help me understand the details why, it actually takes me to the company portal. And this is the web version of it. And it's going to show you here that it's going to come back and give me some details about, you know, hey, let, let's help you resolve the compliance. If I literally come down here and say Resolve Status, this is another one of the places where we've done the integration with Jamf. So when I click on Resolve Status here, it literally is going to take me now in into the Jamf um, experience, and you can actually see here that the password need doesn't meet the, the criteria that we defined in the Intune compliance policy. But look at the level of integration on this that we've done at the client device in addition to in the Cloud with Jamf. You know, we've done the integration in the cloud where there's a cloud to cloud communication where we share uh, inventory. Mm -hmm. And then on the device, we're working together to make sure that we guide the user how to bring the device under compliance to make sure they get access. It's a great solution. And you know, just about every customer I talk with has some number of Macs that they have in their organization. In fact, in many cases, it's growing. This now gives you that single administrative console to manage Windows, iOS, Android, uh, and Macs. And it's the way you do conditional access to all your cloud apps as well as all your on prem apps.
0: Unique. To Microsoft and Microsoft 365. I love the fact that we're actually taking the the Microsoft 365 experience right across every single device type. Yeah, and it's funny because
1: you know the way we think about mobility is is it's about the mobility of the human, about the human spirit. And we understand that users are going to be working on a you know an array of devices. We need to make sure that Microsoft 365 delivers
0: value to all of them. It's about empowering the user. Absolutely. So, we also delivered some other um, conditional access improvements at uh, Microsoft Ignite as well, um, around um, many, many features. So, we'll take a look at those right now. You know, so we talked about uh, conditional access, and how conditional access really is, I
1: I think, the thing that kind of glues all this together. Mm -hmm. And again, just to make sure everyone understands how we think about conditional access, it really is all about, as you move away from a perimeter-based security model, you know, your, your data's in the cloud, you have to have other ways in order to be able to understand if you're gonna grant access or not. So we do that based upon risk factors from the identity, from the device, from the app, from location, other pieces. One of the really interesting things that we have done over the years with ins- inside of EMS and Microsoft 365 is what we call Azure Information Protection. And At the root of this, we believe that data should be self-protecting. You know, this concept of MDM is about trying to put a fence around the device to protect the data, mm-hmm. and MAM is about trying to put a fence around the app. But there's some data that has to be mobile in order to be useful, like if I'm sharing data, I'm, I'm sending it an email, whatever the case may be is. What AIP does, it actually embeds now into the file itself, the access privileges, it actually stores the identities, the names of the people that can access the file and what rights they have, and then that travels with the file. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've built here now, and we put into Preview Ignite, is the ability to now do conditional access to AIP files based upon device compliance. And So this is an integration cool. across AIP and Intune and AADP. And so, what I'm going to go show you here is a scenario where I'm first going to show you here. If you look at this device here, this particular device is in fact being MDM as you see here that it's AED joined. I'm going to go and try to open up this document here. This document is a confidential document. It actually happens to be a case study we've been working on with Fruit of the Loom. And the policy basically says if the user is not working on a managed and compliant device by Intune, then, the, then, then you can't open the document. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and click on the document here. And because this is a managed device and because it's compliant, the document's going to open up and you're gonna, it's just going to work like you would expect it to. I mean, this this is, this is, this is the case that will happen in, in, in most cases because users will be working on managed and compliant devices. And so you can see just like that, the, the, the document opens up and you kind of go, like, Well, that's not a very interesting demo. That's right, because it just works, yeah. right? But behind the scenes, the security that's being applied here is really pretty darn amazing. Because you know, the policy basically says, if I don't trust the device, don't open the dock.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So now, let's go take a look at this from the viewpoint of how this looks if the user attempts to open that document on a non-managed or a non-compliant box. Mm-hmm. So, you can see here, first of all, this device is not being MDM managed. Okay. So, it's a, you can say it's a BYO device or it's a brand new device. Let's go do the exactly the same thing here, and I'm now going to go click on that, that document. It's trying to open up the document right now. And as part of that process of opening, the conditional access policy is being evaluated. In this case, what it's going to find is that the device is not known, it's not managed, it's not compliant. and So you're actually going to see that the doc will not open. Mm-hmm. That's cool. powerful. I mean, we, we talk about documents becoming self-protecting. You know, This document basically understands that it has a policy that if the device is not compliant, it's not going to open it. So it's gonna, first of all, it's going to come up here and ask me for, me, for my username to sign in. Remember, all this is based upon the user's identity. I'm going to put my password in now. and then You can see this right here. You know, here, you, here, the user is told you can't get access to the file, because it actually has a, has a policy in place that you have to be working on a device that is managed and compliant. You, know, you, you just see all these pieces coming together across EMS and across Microsoft 365. Just to kind of put this into perspective for everybody, this is Word and Intune, and Azure Active Directory Premium all working together to deliver this scenario of secure data. Even in the case where you're sharing data and it's not outside the confines of a container or an MDM managed device, that document is self protecting through Azure Information Protection, and now we have the ability to uh, uh, put policy, whether we open it or not, based upon things like identity risk, device risk, app risk, all the conditional access policies. Again, unique to what Microsoft 365, can do. there's nothing else like this on the planet.
0: No, and we also announced the ability to be able to um, Protect based on geography, geography. as yeah. well. Yeah. So uh, I think you've got the, the tour browser open there to actually help us um, anonymize where we're, we're coming from and come in essentially from a different country.
1: That's right. And so, you know, some people talk about this geofencing. It actually has been, uh, you know, a pretty common requirement that, we, that we've got. But again, we just kind of take it to that next level. And so, what I'm going to go do here you, here, you see I'm in Office 365. I'm going to come into the uh, to the waffle here and I'm going to try to go into Planner. Now, Planner has a policy that basically says it can only be opened up when you're in the United States. The Tor browser here is actually routing that traffic all throughout Europe for me. And so you can see there that the you know the the, the geofencing or the location-based uh, conditional access has actually blocked access to the file. Now let me go into Edge for a minute and show you another scenario. Mm-hmm. So one of the other things that we hear from our enterprise organizations is as they are enabling users on their personal devices, if they, they need to be able to have the user accept a EULA, okay, an end user license agreement. And they want to put a conditional access policies in place that says until the user has accepted that EULA, we can't allow them to access the company data. And so I'm going to go into another application here. And in this case, I'm going to go into forms. And, the, and the, the policy that we have on forms basically says the user has to accept the end user license agreement before we're going to give them access to it. And so here you see what's happening. You know, Office 365 is doing what Office 365 does and we see from the conditional access policy, this end-user license agreement policy has not, is not, uh, is not um, positive, and so the user has to accept this before we're going to give them access to anything. So, you can come and take a look here, and you can see here's the end-user license agreement, and all I have to do here is come and accept this. Now, when I accept this, the conditional access policy that IT is defined around the user requiring the EULA has been honored, it, the device is now compliant if you are, the user is compliant, and I get access to forms. And so you're gonna see us continue to build out these conditional access policies. You know, I wish I could give you more data on this, but the backlog of things that we've envisioned that we hear from organizations about how they want to build policy is remarkable. So we've just shown you a number of things that we, that we release at Ignite.
0: Yeah, you know, I've actually had uh, some of the big financial services customers that I've been working with um, specifically request exactly that terms of service feature mm-hmm. before allowing their employees access to um, the, uh, the various corporate services that they're providing on any devices, be they compliant devices, or devices that are being used from home. So, um, a super useful feature for those guys. I want to just show you very quickly how we actually put all of that yeah, in place. So I see it. Let's just take a quick look at the admin experience. If we switch over to my surface, um, we'll be able to see that. So, what we've got here is a few, um, a few policies that are in place. Let's go down and take a look at um, uh, these conditional access policies. If I go and create a new policy, what I can do is inside of here, go down to my conditions. And you'll see that one of the options here is that I can have locations. And within locations, we allow the, lo- the ability to set up a set of selected locations. So in order to be able to provide that information, you have to step back just a little bit further inside of the console. I'm going to go into Azure Active Directory, down to the Conditional Access Node. And then from within this blade, you can see that I can actually set up named locations and uh, terms of use. So let's go into name locations. I like this experience, it's a, it's a really nice way of being able to select the locations I want. I can either provide my own IP ranges, which I've always been able to do, or I can now select countries and regions.
1: I thought this was really a really nice innovation the team came up with.
0: Yeah, it really is fantastic because we've automatically listed all of the locations there. So, in the case here, because we only operate in the United States with this fictitious company, I can actually put in United States and say this is uh, US location. Hit create. That's then going to create that location for me. I'm going to go into terms of use very quickly and show you how we can create the terms of use policy. So, from within here, I'll be able to click uh, new. And then that's going to actually allow me to provide a few little bits of information because we can create multiple different terms for different groups of users.
1: Different countries, different, you know, d- there's all kinds of reasons why you have to have different EULAs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, we can just create something like uh, general here. Um, Give it a display name of general use and then we can actually provide a policy and that's actually the case of uploading a specific um, PDF file which is going to then appear inside of the UX that you saw um, when Brad showed that a few seconds ago. All I then have to do is, I'm going to lose those edits on there, go back to my conditional access policies, let's go into that create new policy and from within conditions, what you'll see when we have a terms of use policy, um, sorry, from within locations, what we'll see is that we now have the ability to configure, say yes to selected locations, and in this next blade, our US location that we created shows up. But what I might want to do here is, I only want to allow access from the US location, so I'm gonna go back and say include all locations, but exclude US location. Then what that's gonna mean is that with the policy applying. The condition is if we're coming from anywhere outside of the US, apply this policy. And then from down in the grant section, Mm -hmm. we can say which levels of um, uh, of additional um, uh, control we need in place. And one of those additional control levels can also be those terms of use um, that we would have defined a few seconds ago. So it seamlessly builds into that existing um, conditional access experience, and makes it so that it's actually um, very, very simple to add those into your existing conditional access policies.
1: Yeah, you know, and one of the things that I, uh, that I love, one of the things I look at every Monday is I take a look at the number of users that are using conditional access. <laughs> and that is on one of the steepest uh, trajectories I've ever seen. It means millions, millions and millions of users and devices that have conditional access policy applied to it right now. It's, it's, it's fantastic to see the growth.
0: Yeah, it really is a, a pretty amazing thing. Now, one of the things we wanted to talk
1: about is also the thing that we've done with a managed browser yes. and giving access back to data behind the firewall.
0: Yeah, I'm going to show you that on this uh, on this iPad that I've got just here.
1: We have all kinds so of endpoints
0: on endpoints on today, don't we? We really do. We almost have uh, every single. you yeah, we should have an iOS device on here. We'd have, we'd have got them all. Okay, so let's pop in the uh, the pin here. So I'm just going to go into my Outlook email here, and what we've actually provided here. Let's provide my pin. And what you'll see is we've actually got um, mobile application management or um, application protection policy in place for the Outlook app and for the managed browser, which is our um, managed browser, really, for iOS and Android. And that allows us to keep data inside of that particular set of applications and prevent data leakage. What I've also been able to do is configure the Outlook application to know to open its links directly Correct. into the Managed Browser. So you have an open
1: policy that says, any link that comes in email, open into the Managed Browser rather than the default browser. Absolutely. So you're separating corporate browsing from everything else that the user does, which is good for the user
0: and IT. Absolutely. And then what we've actually been able to do now is configure the Managed Browser as well. Mm-hmm. So now we can have policy in place that says, if um, the Managed Browser receives links that we know what something that it's a short link, then we want to forward that to somewhere. We can automatically connect to Azure App Proxy on-premises in order to be able to- And the key scenario
1: here is organizations want to be able to use all of our conditional access policies to get access to their apps behind the firewall. Yes. And this is one of those pieces that is not well understood that Microsoft actually does with with EMS. You know, Many organizations that may be coming off a mobile iron or airwatch or one of the other EMMs,
0: this is the piece that they say, can you do this? (laughs) Absolutely we can. Yeah, absolutely. And this actually is a a very, very simple demo, but this is an Internet Information Services startup page, which is actually being provided off of that laptop right there. It's being serviced from that for the Azure AD um, connector, connecting it up to Azure Active Directory. and Then this device is connecting directly into Azure AD in order to be able to pull that web page down onto the device.
1: Yeah, so the key thing there is you can use all these same conditional access policies based upon identity, based upon location, based upon device and app. And you can apply them to all your cloud apps, which is what we have been doing for the last couple of years. Absolutely. You can apply them to all your on-premises apps as well. One place to do it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of uh, one place to do it all as well, obviously we've taken a lot of work to bring everything into the Azure console. Um, One of the things that people have been asking us for now that they're starting to get more mature in their usage is, how can I do more with my data? The information that we know that is visible to us through the Azure portal, but how can we actually access that in an even more complete way? So what I want to just show here is um, our integration with Power BI and something that we call the Intune um, Data Warehouse. So, from the first page, the quick start page for Microsoft Intune, what we actually now have is this box in the bottom right hand corner for the Intune data warehouse. If I go ahead and click that, you'll see we open up a blade which just explains what we need to do. We need to go and download Power BI Desktop and then we get to download a Power BI file. I click to download the Power BI file and it opens up inside of the Power BI Desktop app and it gives me this. This is my direct access to um, all of the data inside of my tenant, inside of that data warehouse. So we're storing the last 90 days worth of telemetry um, about the users and what they're doing inside of as your well as the devices.
1: I mean, basically, all the all the all the telemetry inside of Intune gets exposed back to the customers now, and they have this incredible tool to go wallow in that data, create custom reports that are animated, that are alive.
0: Oh, uh, absolutely! I mean, just in the top left-hand corner here, we can see what our device split is. Obviously, this is a Microsoft tenant. There's a lot of Microsoft devices in there, but we can actually see. What, all of the, um, what kind of fragmentation we have around all of the different device manufacturers inside of our organization. If I go back to the report, I can go down and see things like my app protection policy. I can go see how many users have had that protection policy applied to them and what protection policies. But I can also go and say, you know what, I want to see what the adoption of one of the apps inside of my organization is like. So I can go and select, say, OneNote, um, or let's try and select Outlook in this case. What we'll see is we can see the adoption of Outlook. We can see how many users are checking in with Application yep. Protection Policy managed Outlook. Or we can go across to. Updating um, you, you your tenant sign Yeah, this is uh, this is one of the things. It's hard to uh, <laughs> hard to kind of fake this information. We can go see what um, what software updates have been applying down to um, all of our devices. We can also go along and uh, view the device inventory logs um, in a second or two. There we go, and actually pull in all of the device inventory for any. Individual um, user inside of the organisation. So I can just scroll through here. I can find uh, one of our um, one of our demo users. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, we're going to recognise somebody on this list in a second or two.
1: Uh, I saw Brad. Ah, uh, uh,
0: yeah, that's what I was looking for. So we can see every single device that uh, that you've used and enrolled, um, and what the device inventory was at every single point in time. Literally all of the data that we've got inside of the yeah you know, one things we got to do
1: one of these times we got to actually pull up from the console and actually show all the data in terms of the Microsoft deployment internally yeah you know we manage over hundred thousand devices, and mobile devices at Microsoft we actually do it in, you know we're using the hybrid scenarios we use the Config Manager console but in that one hierarchy we manage over five hundred thousand total devices across the PCs and the and the mobile devices
0: yeah uh, but uh,
1: but you know I to me Power BI is one of the things that for me just fundamentally changes how I run the business. I get a chance to, to spend time in here and I can just wallow in the data, ask questions and learn it. And it's it's
0: amazing what you can learn when you just have the chance to just freeform wallow. Absolutely. And that's what this allows. It really does allow you to, to just work with that data in, in your own way and build your own reports that really help you to understand what's happening inside of your environment.
1: Yeah so if you've had a question about you know hey can you give me these custom reports? Well you basically have like unlimited custom reports here that, that any mm-hmm. person can build. You know, one of the things I love about Power BI, is if I have a question or I want to get some access to data, I don't have to go ask for a report to be built. Right inside of Power BI, I can actually go build my own custom report, and I don't have to be a rocket scientist to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's data feeds as well, so you can pull this down into other tools if you're not using Power BI, or if you want to pull it down into um, a storage tool, so that you can store the data um, from your data warehouse beyond a 90-day period. And that's just, a portion of what we announced at Ignite. That is just a portion of what we announced at Ignite, and that was a long show with a lot yeah. of demos in it. Yeah. Um, you guys are amazing at giving us feedback. Please keep giving us feedback on the show, but also on uh, Microsoft Intune and all of the products inside of Microsoft 365, so that we can keep making that product better for you. And We will see you next time on the Endpoint Zone.